All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to give uh, give us a call, be a part of the program, your calls for the final half hour of the show coming up. Um, so I went over this yesterday. I don't want to go back to it again today. Flip-flop Fauci, the guy that's been more wrong on COVID than any one human being, you know, now lecturing everybody. This has now become the new thing. Well, if you don't get the vaccine, one-size-fits-all medicine from doctor, politician, senator, congressman, or Dr. Joe Biden, uh, then, and you shouldn't even get care at a, at your local hospital. What? What are you talking about? What, what, what are we going to say to people that are alcoholics, drug addicts, et cetera? Well, you, you abused your body. You get no medical treatment whatsoever. Okay. Is, is that the new rule? Cause that's not one I can live with. Uh, where's your humanity? It's madness. I'm not willing to give up freedom for anything. People, the free society. And by the way, the, the whole idea that this is a, that the unvaccinated are impacting the vaccinated. Well, um, okay. If you want to take that logic, I thought you told us that if we got the vaccine, we were protected. You didn't tell us that there'd be breakthrough cases. Nobody seems to want to talk about. Well, uh, what are the therapeutics out there? If, if either you have a breakthrough case or you have a, you know, you weren't vaccinated, weren't vaccinated and you get a co- positive COVID test, what do you do then? And then you got Fauci saying vaccination of children in California is a sound judgment from Gavin Newsom. And we may not even have Christmas again this year after he promised it last year. Anyway, here's a flip flop Fauci. You have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. There's no doubt that that's the case. The idea of getting vaccinated, for example, getting children in school vaccinated, which is gone right Mm -hmm. now with Governor Newsom in California. Things like that are not new. I mean, there are school situations where I know my own children had to get vaccinated with a variety of vaccines in order to be able to go to school. And real quick, there's nothing new about that. Should other states follow California's lead and require kids to get vaccinated for the coronavirus to go to school? You know, I'm not going to be recommending things to other states. I'll let the leaders of those states. But I think what the governor did in California was something that was sound judgment. So now remember, this is a guy that said some years ago that he supports gain of function research. In other words, the manipulation of viruses in a lab like it appears to have happened in the Wuhan virology lab uh, with NIH Fauci money that they allocated through a third party group. Um, even if it meant a pandemic would result. So we're going to listen to this guy. We're going to listen to the guy that said no masks, one mask, two masks, maybe masks in perpetuity. You can get the vaccine or you can have a mask. Now it's vaccine and mask. I, I mean, they've been wrong on everything. There's no secret that I feel that we should not have central mandates from the federal government. I don't see it on a national level merely because of all the situations you have upon encroaching upon a person's freedom to make their own choice. But we don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be un- 
possible and not appropriate. Definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. I'd be pretty surprised if you mandated it for any element of the general public. That has not happened ever, to my knowledge, at a national level. You're not going to see a central mandate coming from the federal government. That's not going to be, I believe, a centrally mandated process. You can mandate things, but we, we tend not to want to do that centrally. If you let the local institutions like hospitals make the decision, usually that's better than a central federally mandated system. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. It is extremely unlikely that you're going to get a central federal mandate vaccines. I mean, I, I cannot see that that's in the cards. It's not, I believe, going to come centrally. I don't think that that would happen, Randy, because it is very, you know, the way our government runs, that we generally don't like to demand that a state does something. And, you know, the nature of our government, our society is a federalist. Most of the time you leave a degree of independence and decision making to the state and local authorities. So I don't think that that would occur. But it's not going to be mandated from the federal government. But for the general population, you can't. I doubt very seriously if it will be a central federally government mandated vaccination. Well, you know, I don't think we've ever had uh, a situation where you mandate it for the general population. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? Well, I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, that is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. I am all for um, more vaccination, um, but uh, you know, I, I have nothing further to say on that except that we're looking into those policies. And, and quite honestly, as people are doing that locally, um, those are those are individual local decisions as well. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. Early on, I can make an exception. Early on, I understand it. But as time has gone on, he's been wrong again and again. And now we know from that January 31st, 2020 email that, in fact, he was told that it looked like one of the genomes as they broke down the sequence of the virus had been manipulated in a lab. And then we know from the intercept and we know from the emails of Fauci that he was desperately afraid, frightened to death that it would be revealed that NIH money went to the Wuhan virology lab. It turns out it did. They knew coronavirus research took place. They knew gain-of-function research took place. And Rand Paul called out Fauci on it. Rand Paul was proven right, as far as I'm concerned. Well, there's been um, a lot now in terms of how the, how the American people feel about this. Now, our friend Robert Cahaley with the Trafalgar Group, you know, him along with Matt Towery and John McLaughlin and, and our favorite pollsters anyway, he did a poll on all of this. Uh, with the Convention of States in this case, do you believe Americans should lose their jobs if they object to taking the COVID-19 vaccine? 65% say no. Only 22% say yes. It's happening now. I just read today, you know, thousands of people lost jobs at one of the, one of the biggest health providers in New York State. 
The governor of New York says they're going to replace frontline nurses and, and medical professionals if people don't get the vaccine. These are the people in the worst moments of this this, this pandemic went to work every day diving on COVID grenades. Now we're going to let them be fired? Next question. Do you believe Americans should lose their jobs if they object to taking the vaccine? No. I mean, it's this is Democrats are even saying that that's Democrats only Republicans. Eighty three percent. No. I mean, independence. Sixty three point six percent. No. I mean, these are really profound numbers here. Anyway, Robert Cahaley joins us now. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm good. Those numbers speak loudly to where America stands on the issue, but the left keeps going and pushing the mandates anyway. Uh, there's no question. What we're seeing, and it, it, it's really whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's COVID, whether it's any of this, I mean, whether it's the border, what we're seeing, the greatest thing is the alignment between you would think the independents would be somewhere as an average between the Republicans and the Democrats, but the independents are closer to the Republican numbers on every one of these issues in all these situations. And and it just shows that the Democrat Party seems to be very much out of step with even most of its own members. I mean, anybody who goes into a mall or a Home Depot on a Saturday morning or a football game knows good and well the public is not freaked out about this thing the way the media and the Democrats in Washington are freaked out about COVID. And by the way, I noticed in your poll you oversampled Democrats by about four points. You oversampled women by even a larger margin. Um, but it's very clear and it's unambiguous, the result. And the results are, are that Americans don't like these these mandates. Quick break more with Robert Cahaley with the Trafalgar Group. And the Convention of States, 800-941-SEAN. Your call's coming up next. All right, more with Robert Cahaley, our pollster, and the Convention of States, the Trafalgar Group. Now, based on what Biden started, and again, I think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. I'm not sure I believe the constitutionality of this is valid. Um, I think a lot of cases, you know, there's, there's that study out of Israel as it relates to natural immunity, um, and there's a, a very good... You know, question about whether or not natural immunity matters uh, and whether or not that would be the equivalent of of getting the vaccine. Uh, there was a, a great piece I read on Yahoo News about this in particular, and it went into great specificity and great detail. At first, they were talking about the NBA players. Some have refused to get the vaccination. Uh, they had two, a peer-reviewed study of 246 Kentucky residents concluded that unvaccinated people who already had COVID were more than two times as likely than fully vaccinated people to get COVID again, but that's only a very small sample. And then when they look at a study that took place in Israel, and this was referred to by Dr. Robert uh, Malone, who created the technology for the mRNA vaccine, that would be Moderna and Pfizer, uh, this is yet to be peer-reviewed, but what they found with a very large sample, nearly 800,000 people who recovered from from COVID-19 uh, and remained unvaccinated, that they were 27 times less likely to experience symptomatic reinfection from the Delta variant. So the science isn't clear on this. Why would we not wait till the science comes in on it? Well, and that's what we're finding is... People aren't stupid. 
When you tell people nobody's staying home, well, there are the there are some stupid people out there, but most people yeah. are not. I agree. In general, Americans are not stupid. When you tell them, you know, if you st- people getting paid to stay home isn't affecting the workforce, they know that's not true. And when you tell them that people know that if you've had this virus, you are in much better shape than if you've had a vaccine six months ago. They know that, and so when you act like that doesn't exist, you kill your credibility. I mean, who would take a flu shot if they said, hey, you had the flu shot and I stay away from people with the flu? People aren't stupid, and they realize that they're being, that they're, they're being given instructions that contradict their common sense. So where does this end up? Is it just going to be a mandate that we're stuck with in perpetuity? Well, as the, as the, the Delta variant continues to, to drop, and, you know, that the herd immunity continues to go up and the public continues to not worry about it. They're literally going to be left looking like Chicken Little telling people the sky's falling and everybody thinks it's over. You know, we did a survey six months ago that said that people think the pandemic is over when everybody's had a chance to take a vaccine or not. And most people think, I've had a chance to take it. They did or they didn't, and they pursued it their own risk. They, they're done with this. So they just continue to be more out of step. Look at New York now. One of New York's largest health care providers is called Northwell Health. Uh, it's actually New York's largest hospital system. They announced that they're firing 1,400 workers. The governor of New York is now threatening to replace nurses and, and frontline emergency room workers with National Guard people if they refuse to get vaccinated. Here's, the, here's what's fascinating to me is a lot of the people, the nurses we're talking about, in March of 2020, in April of 2020, in May of 2020, when it was an unmitigated disaster in New York, these are the very same people that risk their lives every day to go into these hospitals and diving on COVID grenades at a time where we didn't even have all the PPE we needed at that time. Uh, You know, we didn't have... You know, they, they, they did what they could. They came and they went to work every day. Many of them even contracted COVID themselves. And now we're going to fire them and say, well, thank you, but no thank you? People see that it doesn't make sense. That, you know, two years ago or a year ago, these people were being held up as heroes and all the commercials about them, and now they're about to be fired. And when these stories become individual, you know, we did just like when the Facebook lady was actually interviewed when it becomes an individual that everybody celebrated a year ago who got fired yesterday that is going to move public opinion it's going to move it fast all right robert kahaley uh with the trafalgar group interesting poll thanks for keeping us up to speed sir yes sir have a good day when we come back wide open phones 800-941-SEAN you want to be a part of the program quick break right back all right 25 to the top of the hour well i see circle back jen saki She's basically now the chief propagandist. I don't even think she could possibly believe the lies she's telling. You know, the cost of spending, Joe's spending plan of $3.5 trillion costs zero. It's paid for. Who's paying for it? Any answer to that question? Uh, Now praising the airlines for imposing their vaccine mandate. And then a heated exchange with a reporter over the Hunter Biden investment Chinese firm. That got pretty interesting. Let's listen in. 
Uh, we're seeing strong movement and early action toward vaccine requirements across industries and importantly in the airlines industry. United Airlines was notably first to institute a requirement and within 53 days we're able to get to over 99% of its staff vaccinated. Over the weekend we saw JetBlue, Alaska and American Airlines step up and move forward with their own requirements. These actions are notable as they represent a significant share of our country's air travel. We know these requirements work and by acting now these airlines will ensure smooth implementation and great create workplaces that are safer for COVID-19. There was concern when President Biden took office about his son's business dealings with China. He was supposed to divest himself of his stake in a Chinese private equity firm in December with ties to the Chinese Central Bank. As of April, he had not yet done that. And at some point, you are going to get back to us on that. Do you have an update on that? Has he dissolved that interest now? I'd point you to his representatives on that. He doesn't work in the administration. Okay. Into this, though, the president has said during the campaign that none of his family will have any business relationship with anyone that relates to a foreign corporation or a foreign country. Wouldn't it be assuring to the American people as we head into this if they just let the American people know if Hunter has divulged himself of well, that? Again, I, I, I conveyed to you, and then I think I'm going to have to move on, that you should no, talk to... You should talk to his representatives. There's no reason to yell. I'm certainly not yelling. You should talk to his representatives. That remains his policy. He's been working to wind that down. Beyond that, if they would talk to his representatives. He said that the president's going to have a virtual meeting with House progressives to talk about how this Build Back Better package is now going to be smaller than $3.5 trillion. But you have been saying that it costs zero. So are you now admitting that the plan does not cost zero? Or is it less than zero? Well... Let's let's not dumb this down for the American public here. What we're talking about is uh, how much the top line investments are, which are all paid for. So therefore, it costs zero. No matter what the cost or size of the top line investments are, we have ways to pay for it. So the point is that's important to the American public, all of your viewers too, is that this is not going to cost the American public a dollar. This is going to we're going to pay for this by asking corporations the highest incomes. So people under $400,000, I should say. Corporations' highest income to cover the cost of these necessary investments. All right, circle back. Jen Psaki obviously will say anything. I'll say one thing. I don't think Republicans actually have gone far enough. They ought to go after those that are harassing Manchin and Cinema. I mean, because if Republicans ever did this to a Democrat, you know what? The, this is outrageous. This is intimidation. This is the Republicans. They're racist and they're sexist and they're, you know, on and on. But they don't do a thing. Kristen Cinema being followed into the bathroom. Joe Manchin harassed at his house. I guess he owns a houseboat. Good grief. Listen. Senator, this is an investment. This is not giving out money. This is not spending. This is investing and this is building those things that we both love. That's why we're both here fighting for our people because we love West Virginia and we believe in our Okay, I'll be back. Senator, we want to talk to you real quick. Want to talk to you real quick? Hi, actually, I am heading out. But um, right now is a real moment that our people need in order for us to be able to talk about what's really happening. We need a Build Back Better plan right now. We, we're not that forward. We need solutions to the Build Back Better plan. We have the solutions that we need. All right, to our phones we go, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Patty is in Illinois. Patty, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. 
Sean. Thanks for having me on the show. And thank you. I want to say congratulations, 25 years. I can proudly say I watch you all the time. And I'm so happy um, that you continue to bring us the truth and stories that matter to the American people. It's my honor to do it. I'm very grateful to all of you that give me this opportunity. And I mean that more than you know. No, it's a pleasure to watch you. And um, like I said, to be on the show, I want to bring up exactly what you hit on. Um, of, you know, with the Democrats and how Joe Biden acted yesterday when uh, Peter Ducey asked him a question regarding, you know, Senator uh, Manchin and cinema, uh, you know, especially with her situation, that was a locked area being followed into the bathroom. Uh, and he basically said the only people, you know, that that won't happen to is if you have secret service and it's just par for the course. I thought his answer was just horrible. Um, again, I think that when that happens and the commander in chief, who he's supposed to be, doesn't have a strong word for it. I just it, everything just reeks of hypocrisy anymore. And being a proud conservative, I proudly voted uh, for Donald Trump uh, both times. Um, and then constantly hearing him get blamed for things that are going wrong when I just, it's at a point where I live, as you said, in Illinois. If I could move out of the state, I would. The cost of living and everything going up. But I'm just appalled at the answer of Joe Biden, and how disregarded he was the fact that two of, you know, Democrat senators being attacked, well, like, going in there. Could you imagine, Patty, if there were conservatives following Senator Cinema in a bathroom? Are we really going to yeah. harass people at their homes? And that's par for the course. Uh, that's just the way it, it's OK now. Because it's, it, it, it be, you know, for our news. 24 hours, if I ever did that, Sean Hannity led a group of protesters and then followed Kristen Sinema, or let's say, followed Joe Manchin into the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. What do you think would happen then? It would be, like you said, 24 news cycle. They'd be calling for you to be ousted. Um, and I, I just... Like and, he I was said, with, and, he, and Hannity was with this woman, Patty, from Illinois. <laughs> and, and Patty was filming the whole incident. Exactly. We'd be in the hootscow. Um, <laughs> I just, I think uh, it's just the Republicans have have to start getting stronger. I just, I want, we need to get back the House and the Senate, but we need to get the presidency back. I have grandchildren and what they're doing to this country and the news cycle. There's so much we could talk about and every day there's something and it's just i've never seen it this bad and i've never had this sense of fear for our future generations and i i fear for this country like i never have before i've never been more focused to be very honest on doing the best job i can do because there's not enough of us and i'm not going to stop patty and then i remember we survived a civil war we survived the revolution
We survived two world wars. We survived a depression. We're going to survive this. And we're going to come out on the other side, God willing, you know, better and stronger. Now, do great republics fall? Yes. I'm not ignorant of history. But, you know, as Reagan said, freedom is but one generation away from extinction. I'm not I'm going to do everything I can possibly do. This is on our watch. And my mantra is not on our watch. Anyway, Patty, thank you. Brendan, I'm sorry, Brenda is in Massachusetts. Hey, Brenda, how are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. Huge fan always. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Sean, I'm a realtor with Sotheby's and um, a true international company, and I have two things. I've never seen more relocations I've done this year than any other year, and um, which is a huge concern. And the other thing, too, is my biggest fear is these interest rates that are going to rise, and it's it's just going to it's going to kill us. Um, the relocations um, this year alone, I've done eleven. Typically, you do maybe two or three, and I'm already at eleven, and I still got three months of the year to go. Um, people, I, I'm having a hard time analyzing the market now. I don't like the stock market. I have a uh, I have I have very limited exposure as it relates to the stock market. You know, I play around a little bit with crypto, but nothing. You know, I'm not. I'm not betting my my kids lunch money on it, right? Right. But I find real estate bricks and mortar has always been my go-to kind of investment. I think that's just a safer investment. And yeah. I'm at a point for the first time I don't know which way it's going to go. We've seen prices now soaring all over the country. Demand has never been higher. Interest rates have never been lower. I don't well Yellen has already said, the Fed has already said Interest rates are going up. Um, I see feeding frenzies. I've actually sold property uh, during this period, which I never really planned on doing, but it just was ridiculous not to sell it. And I'm looking for opportunities all over the place, but I don't like to overpay either. And I don't know what the future of the market's going to be. Now, when you have free or low interest rates, that saves you a lot of money. On the one hand, but then you're also paying inflated prices. And is is there a cap to this? In other words, what goes up is going to come down. It's going to settle out at some point. I, I don't have the answer. I'm not an expert. Yes, yes. And and here's here's what happens. When, when these interest rates rise, then you have the buyers that don't have, number one, all the free cash to throw around to cover all the the appraisals that don't don't make it that they don't have all the money, you know, to, to do all the extra bidding and they're just, they're, they're just not going to have as much money. So when, when they're appraised, say, let's throw out like a figure, 800, if you're approved at 800,000 and the interest rates rise, now you're not approved for that anymore. You're approved for say seven, 700, 750. So now those sellers are, are losing out. So um, it's, it, it's such a, you know, uh, one, one, six of one, half a dozen of the other. The, it's right now we're starting to see a, a little bit of a switch because the sellers still think, all right, I'm still in the seller's market, but the buyers are getting really nervous. So they're starting to get extremely, you know, picky about what they do with their money because they're, they're just not sure what's happening with the market. And we do have those buyers that are, that are in the market right now that, 
they're coming from a generation where they don't want anything. They don't want it to do any work to a house. They're, they, if it's not done already, they don't want to do it. They want something that's move-in ready, drop their bags, done. And the sellers have to do all that work, so they want, they want that. I, I always look that at work. that as an opportunity. I'm, I, I mean, because of my background in construction, but you're raising a lot of great questions. Uh, the good news for you is I think it's good news in the short term, at least. Um, I want to see how this real estate market settles out. I want to see where interest rates go. I, it's inevitable they're going higher. If you haven't refinanced, I keep telling people about you get a free mortgage review at AmericanFinancing.net, but you give us a lot to think about. Um, I I just have great distrust for the stock market. I really do. But, you know, every investment is risky. I, that's why I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't give medical advice. And I'm not a financial expert. I don't give financial advice. But I talk to every smart person in all of these professions to try to learn as much as I can. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Joe Biden, desperate, running to Michigan, trying to save his disastrous $3.5 trillion, quote, human infrastructure, New Green Deal socialism bill, build back better that costs nothing. It costs not a penny. Anyway, so uh, we'll get an update. Peter Ducey traveling with the president. Uh, Don Jr. will weigh in tonight on all things failure that are that are Joe Biden. Uh, John Solomon. Yeah, you know the guy running the January 6th commission, the chairman? Yeah, he once sympathized with a black secessionist group that killed cops. He's in charge? Okay, only in America. John Kennedy, senator from Louisiana, will weigh in uh, on the state of the economy and how big brother government of Biden wants to get into your life. Uh, Jen Psaki gets very, very testy when it comes to the issue of Hunter Biden. But the question remains, are the Bidens compromised? We'll get to that much more. 9 Eastern Hannity on Fox. We'll see you then. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.